0: Welcome to Learning the Ropes. I am Matt, as always. I'm Andrew. Well, I'm Tyler. Today, we got a little bit of a different match to cover. We've been really focusing on like the the classic moments, you know, the moments that like end up on like WWE YouTube like top ten lists, you know. Um, but right now, we're actually gonna focus a little bit more on the future of pro wrestling like we covered the greats of the 80s and 90s now we're gonna start looking into just like the stars of tomorrow if that makes sense
1: yeah everything but the part where you said the 90s i feel like we're uh early
0: 90s let me clarify yeah here. like early
1: 90s like early yeah there's uh, we have a lot a lot left to cover but we're we're starting to put those uh put those bricks down yeah, And I'm excited about it. Tyler, we're going to introduce you to a couple of important guys today. <laughs> they're,
0: they're not necessarily important in like uh, the timeline of where we're at in wrestling. They're not important in like, they're not the most important wrestlers in this point in time yet. They become huge names. So, Tyler, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. what do you know about The Rockers? The Rockers? The Rockers. Not The Rock? No, The Rockers. Uh, I don't know. Nothing, I don't think. Okay, so this is a tag team consisting okay. of one Marty Jannetty and Shawn Michaels. They actually started in the NWA, kind of uh, mid-80s. Um As the Midnight Rockers, they get signed by WWF in 1987. They actually get promptly fired. <laughs> uh... Like weeks into their contract, instantly, due, yeah, due to excessive partying oh, and not fo- not focusing on their in-ring craft. Can you believe that in mm-hmm. the in the late '80s they got fired <laughs> for not focusing on their in-ring craft? Style.
1: Does that mean they weren't doing enough steroids? That was <laughs> happening. They weren't doing enough. <laughs> they were they they were under quota actually instead <laughs> they were yeah. uh, in the 80s WWF there was like there were two different quotas you had to hit there was a delicate balance struck between your cocaine intake and your <laughs> steroids intake and they were a little bit off balance they were and the too ultimate much warrior cocaine maxed
2: them both out he was at yeah. maximum
0: <laughs> yeah they've never seen anybody like the ultimate warrior you have to keep them at equilibrium the whole time uh the Rockers, obviously, too much cocaine, not enough juice.
2: Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh huh. Uh
0: huh. But they do get re signed. Um, and they are one of the most influential tag teams of all time. I would argue, potentially, the most influential tag team of all time. Uh, their look kind of gets, uh, uh, like it inspires the looks of people like the Hardy Boys, and then much later on, like in oh, modern times. The the young bucks are very. I know the young bucks, um, <laughs> and they become one of the one of the biggest, just like workhorse babyface teams. So they're cheered by cra- like like crazy, and they just put in the they put in all the work. Like they have these amazing matches with. Teams like the Brain Busters, which are R. Anderson and Tully Blanchard, the Twin Towers, who we've talked about before, a- uh, Akeem, the American Dream, and Big Boss Man.
2: They got the Brain Busters and the Twin Towers, things that you cannot name your teams t- today. <laughs> uh,
1: Brainbusters, <laughs> you could probably still get away mm, with.
0: There's too much CTE. Or, uh, no, it's called, yeah. I mean, there's nothing. a wrestling move used today called the Brain Buster. I guess yeah. you couldn't
2: do that in football. You could not wrestling, maybe. Yeah, you
0: can't. You can't. They
1: Washington couldn't have named their football team the Brain Busters. Brain Busters. I mean that would have been. <laughs> yeah, that no, would have, have been, you know or that, the Twin yeah. Towers. One hundred percent. Definitely both of those <laughs> yeah. would be. I oh, think, no. though, for for Washington football team, the Fabulous Rougeau Brothers is still definitely on the table. I think that would yes. still work.
0: That that would work great. That's another team that they feud with, <laughs> as well as uh the Powers of Pain. That's pretty cool. I'd um, probably be
1: alright too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, the yeah Washington no, football dude. team, the powers
0: of pain. These are all these are all good. Furthermore, uh, uh like basically they become like one of the first like true high flying tag teams. Um and you're gonna see that like just how much more modern they are in terms of their wrestling style compared to everything that we've seen so far. And like uh, an important thing to note when we do watch this match, um this match happens one month after Hulk Hogan versus Ultimate Warrior. Oh, okay. Just so you, like, for context. Um, and, like, uh, uh, as a team, the Rockers, they don't really find that much success in terms of, like, titles. They don't ever officially win the WWF Tag Team titles. But, like, as Sean Van- Van- Von Horn from The Sports kind of says, he says that they won some, they lost some, but they always put on a show as fans had never seen. And I think that's what we're going to see today. You've hyped this. (laughs) I've hyped this. I hyped this i do not know that's the point,
1: all right? So, Tyler, Mm
2: -hmm.
1: as we like to ask you, what do you know about the Heart Foundation? Nothing. Nothing at all. It is not like a a cardiology, like, uh, like, philanthropy program. Raising awareness for the rise in heart disease, although they should invest in that. Uh, the Heart Foundation is another tag team. Uh, I think others would argue that they're actually one of the most influential tag teams of all time. Uh, the Heart Foundation consisted uh, in the original uh, of Brett Hitman Heart uh, and Jim the Anvil Neidhart. Um They're. Uh, in real life, brother-in-laws, uh, both graduates of I'm gonna I'm gonna get hung here because I didn't Google it. I hope the Anvil actually did go through the dungeon. He did. Uh, I I'd assume he did. <laughs> graduates of there's a famous, essentially pro wrestling school. Um, it's actually uh, Bret Hart's um, family school, the Hart uh, the Hart Dungeon, Stu Hart's dungeon. Trained a whole bunch of. Uh, absolutely, like, top-of-the-craft uh, professional wrestlers. Basically, all the way up until... There are still people wrestling today that have graduated from the dungeon, although I think the dungeon's done now.
0: Yeah, uh, the last graduate was Tyson Kidd. Yeah. Um. um for context, just... Uh, the dungeon is like Stew Hart's basement, where they mm-hmm. took the concrete floor and put, like, a, the thinnest carpet you've ever seen. And they were just teaching you how to, like, do wrestling
1: moves, like, chain wrestling, um, and, like, doing, basically just teaching people how to wrestle in Stu Hart's basement. Um, and oh, we man. will probably find, uh, some way anytime we're talking about a, a, like, Hart Dungeon graduate. If commentary doesn't figure out how to, how to work that into conversation, we most certainly will. Um... Because, yeah, there's a lot of famous guys that we'll we'll get to. Um, but, yeah, so basically, The Anvil, uh, he was looking for stuff to do, um, and he really wanted to tag with Brett because, um, you know, they know each other. They're IRL brother-in-laws. Uh, uh, Brett was kind of down on his luck with the company at the time. Uh, uh, allegedly, they were working on some kind of, like, cowboy gimmick for him. Um which he wasn't super stoked about. And so he offered them uh, in 1985 uh, after the Anvil had approached him, like asking the tag team, he offered management like, Hey, let me do this tag team thing. And they were like, no, I think the cowboy thing. And he was going to like, he was like getting ready to quit. Cause he didn't want to be a cowboy. Uh, and then <laughs> management was like, okay, Brett, uh, if, if we'll keep you Brett, the Hitman heart, greatest professional wrestler, possibly of all time uh, at our company to not be a cowboy and instead do a thing that you want to do. We'll, uh, we'll let you do it. Um, And yeah, they formed a tag team. They're basically like the, uh, like the methodical technical skill side of the rockers coin where like the rockers are doing flips and stuff. And like uh, Brett is kind of, focused on um the real the realism of like the wrestling and the detail of it. Um and yeah they feud with uh, uh, historically great tag teams such as uh the brainbusters uh arn anderson and, and tully blanchard uh, the the twin towers Akeem the African dream and the big boss man uh, <laughs> basically the same people that the Rockers feuded with is the bit I'm doing but at the time for context for this match, we're going to watch, uh, two things are important. Um, the Hard foundation had actually feuded with, uh, at the time of this match, current, uh, WWF tag team champions, demolition, uh, ax and smash. Uh, and they had challenged them twice up to that point. Uh, and then they got booked into this series of matches with the rockers. Um, it's like a, a legendary series of matches that people talk about. um, for a a few reasons, one of which being, um, despite the fact that most of them weren't televised, they're all reportedly really good. Um, What ones were televised are really good. Um, And uh, on top of that, at the time, WWF didn't do a ton of, like, this is a fan-favorite tag team wrestling a fan-favorite tag team, or really... A fan, fr- a fan favorite everything wrestling, a fan favorite anything else. Um, they didn't do a lot of, like, the face versus face uh, kind of wrestling dynamic. Um, and then also, uh, this these, uh, series of tag team matches is uh, famous for potentially planting the seeds to the most legendary rivalry in the history of professional wrestling. Um, between Brett the Hitman Hart and the Heartbreak Kid Shawn Michaels, uh, and so today we're gonna watch one of their matches.
0: Yeah, we're gonna see them collide. The place is the Frank Irwin Center in Austin, Texas. The time, the time April 23rd, 1990. Uh, and the show,
1: Saturday night's main event. Let's go watch it! Hell yeah. And we're back from the match!
0: Ow! What a
1: maneuver.
0: What a maneuver. Totally the first time we're doing the post-match bit.
1: 1,000%. We've Uh, never, ever recorded this part of the podcast before. Should have done another ever. Where's my Chris
0: Jericho at? And and the, the, the Discord report, recording bot totally didn't fail on us. It's, it's yeah, legit nope. first time. Just watched the match reactions. Tyler, what did you think? It was fantastic. No,
2: I liked it a lot. It was... it. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> fuck.
1: I promise you, listening audience, there has never, I mean, <laughs> never, been technical difficulties on this show. This is the first time
2: we're doing this. Um... Yeah, I was like the most fun that I've I think I've had watching the show so far. Um, uh, It was very it felt like a modern match. And uh, the uh, shit guys, shit guys. Oh, 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 fuck, 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 fuck. What else did you say? Cut that.
1: Quick,
2: cut, cut it off. Cut, cut it, cut it, cut it. <laughs> and we're back from the <laughs> match. Oh, man. Um. But yeah, uh, uh, did you guys ask any more questions the first time we did this? I mean, yeah, what? We, we did. Yeah. We, what, <laughs> one first time.
0: Uh, okay, so, so, uh, what about it did you like? Like, what oh, was yes. the what what was different about this compared to like last week we watched the match that took place twenty days before this? Uh, Ultimate Warrior versus Hulk Hogan. Like, how does this differ to that?
2: This match, one, it was a lot more fast-paced. There weren't, you know, the ten-minute fucking rest holds of Hulk Hogan having to catch his breath or whatever. And uh, uh, it just felt like it was like more. I don't know. Like the 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 match felt like it was more equally matched, where like any team could win. And like I know that's just like a Hulk Hogan thing because Hulk Hogan always has to win. But the past like three that we've watched, it's been like, well, he's gonna you know, win, obviously. Uh, even though he's down right now, where this felt. More even, and I, I, yeah, it, it was just a more fun, fun match. It was, it was more fluid. There was hmm. more going on. It wasn't as long, and it was better paced.
0: For sure. What, what, um, what do you think of the look of of them versus versus like the other people that we've seen? Like... Oh, they're,
2: bu- they're beautiful, man.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I mean, in terms of their size, because uh, as we kind of get further, they're still into big. It, they're right. still big, though. Uh, as we get further into it, the, the the their size versus Hulk Hogan and, like, Ultimate Warrior size becomes important to the history of professional wrestling. Mm-hmm. Do they all get smaller? <laughs> Isn't that what starts to happen? Do they shrink a little bit? Uh, I mean, you could say that in a way.
1: Yeah. What Brett does that and, mean? Uh, Brett and Sean don't necessarily get much smaller. I think Sean actually does. Just a little. Yeah, well, I mean, sure. over the course of his whole career, 100%. But like uh
0: Sean gets um, a little leaner than he is
1: yeah, like, in in um, like the coming kind of episodes where that, that we'll see him in. Yeah. Uh Brett stays the same though.
0: Brett mostly. stays Brett stays the same size. What I mean is uh in terms of it, the wrestlers get smaller than like the Hulk Hogan era wrestlers and there is a very important reason for that. And it's that guys like Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels uh, don't really do the juice. Not really. No, they do it a little bit. Well, Bret did Brett? I think
2: I would. I would wager Brett is clean. I, I see. Like I'm not sure how tall they are as a thing, so it's like I can't tell they're, exactly. They're like, tall because they look big. Like they like definitely. Look, but yeah, if they're taller,
0: it's easier for them to just have like that that like frame filled out but yeah, like uh i guess i won't beat around the bush as much uh but like in the coming years we get the wws steroid scandal yeah uh, where hmm. it, it becomes revealed to the public that people like Hulk Hogan, the ultimate warrior uh where uh were not they were not naturally that big how dumb is the public if it takes that to reveal that yeah, but, um, <laughs> I mean, people look at like guys like Schwarzenegger and go, "He was definitely clean. He didn't do drugs. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, nah, he did
2: drugs and he worked hard. All right, as as every American should
0: should do drugs and work hard." And so they they start to rely a lot more on the leaner guys who may you know for all intents and purposes, intents and purposes, they may have been uh using still still using like performance enhancers, but like. It wasn't as visually noticeable. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> like if you put Shawn Michaels in this match next to the Ultimate Warrior, and I told you one of them is juicing. Yeah. I think
2: uh, Well the Ultimate Warrior looks like a he he looks like a demigod. So, um
1: So he's gotta be clean. Is what you're
2: saying? I think I fought him in like a. I think I fought him as one of the bosses in fucking like Elden Rings. So I don't know, maybe. <laughs> I think that was Radon Actually, was yeah. He warrior. was uh, a <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs> chieftain, of, chieftain of the Badlands, the ultimate yeah. warrior. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, um, he's probably.
2: I mean, he's probably. He's probably clean if he's a if he's a god. So yeah. That yeah. Makes
1: sense. Um, but yeah, and we might. I don't think we're gonna cause the the drama of uh, of the steroid trial didn't take place inside a wrestling ring, so I don't know how much we might actually cover the, it.
0: The the big guys just kind of
1: disappear
0: for a while.
1: Yeah, you'll you'll <laughs> see. Uh, you'll see they they resort to different kinds of big, so they go tall. Uh, I see <laughs> is is what they want. Um. But yeah, because that's also a, a famous thing. I guess now introducing Brett and Sean is as good a time as any to really talk about what it what it'll mean when we say we're getting into the new generation. Um and that's kind of where we're at is like you'll see a lot of like the uh, the bigger guys. Um they end up like Hulk Hogan ends up going away from the company. He makes movies at the time. Um he makes like a, a couple movies. He's kind of off and on again, wrestling. He uh, does does his own thing. He becomes Mr. Mom, I think. Around this time? Somewhere Mr. close to here. Wait, what? He becomes what? Mr. Mom, the movie that Hulk Hogan was in. <laughs> I've never seen this movie. It's, well, yeah, because... Uh, it's not very uh, good. Back at the... Well, yeah, that. And also, and Hulk Hogan, not a good actor. Uh, oh, could have sorry, Hulkster. Uh but like, uh, yeah, he goes he goes off to kind of do that um, during the uh, the steroid trial after kind of becoming the poster child for guys who are on steroids.
0: Also, you mean Mr. Nanny, not Mr. Mom? Ah, whatever. Uh, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Mom is the movie with Michael Keaton.
1: Yeah, Mr. Mom's also a thing. That's that's They're a better the movie, probably. I don't know. They're actually probably not the same. The Michael Keaton one probably is better, though. <laughs> Michael Keaton's a Powered natural actor. Yeah. <laughs> My bad, Michael Keaton. You are not Hulk Hogan. I wouldn't stoop as low as calling anybody that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, and so the uh, the new generation, as people call it, is uh, um, an age where they start to lean into other ways to make like the. Uh, they they lean into, like, more athletic guys, um, like Brett and Sean, um, and some other people that we'll introduce you to as they come up. Um, and they also lean into, like, character um, and stuff like that, and, like, making... Um, uh, making interesting people that you would have to like wrestling is has always been a circus act and so they have to come up with like Hulk Hogan was a larger than life character because he's this huge muscle-bound guy who can take all these body slams and stuff and keep on going um and so they have to try and find different ways to make the show larger than life and something that people would travel to go see um and we'll see the the different ways that they kind of handle doing that as the uh the the medium and the uh, uh the industry of pro wrestling progresses, post steroids, quote unquote. Huge air quotes around post steroids. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's <laughs> they've
0: been abolished now. Actually, they're gone yeah. completely. But now, kind of veering back on track, the uh the match we just watched. Mm-hmm. um so uh you know this match ends up in a in a no contest because demolition interferes in the match and it kind this of leaves is off awesome. really, really wanting for more um and brett and sean or er, er, uh the rockers and and the heart foundation kind of keep with this series for a while um and actually a kind of noteworthy uh moment in like the series later on, this isn't an untelevised match, so we don't have the footage for it to be able to watch but uh, so in like a house show, the rockers actually win the tag titles from the Heart Foundation however, uh so I, th- they win the titles and then uh kind of in the weeks after that, so like it was like a period where it was like a couple months before the next like TV taping and Jim Neidhart's contract was running out, like, about to expire, so that's why they decided to give the Rockers the titles. Uh, but then he re-signed, so they just decided to just give them back to the Hart Foundation and just not recognize the fact that the Rockers ever won the tag title. They just ignore that reign. It doesn't exist in the books. It never happened. <laughs> huh as far as which i mean what other sport besides wrestling lets you do that which with the fact that the rockers were like the greatest tag team of all time uh it's just a severe <laughs> severe on justice in my opinion
1: yeah i mean uh i think um to be fair it's really important if you're gonna have like one of your uh one of your champions um is thinking about leaving your company. And, like, that's your champion. Like, you're going to want to make sure, uh, in days like the, uh, Tyler, we talked a little bit, I think, about, like, the, um, the territory system in pro wrestling and how there used to be a kind of, uh, an agreement where, like, you could take your, uh, your tag team championships from the WWF and go wrestle in some other promotion and keep defending them. And that was okay. But less so at this time, um, after uh, Vince McMahon like kind of nationalizes the WWF, makes them like the the biggest game in professional wrestling to this day. Uh, he doesn't want his champions leaving with the belt, so you got to get the belt off the champion before they leave the company. Um, so to be to be perfectly honest, I also agree. Even though. Um, some people like to put the Rockers over the Hart Foundation uh, <laughs> as the greatest tag team in wrestling history. Uh, I do well, think the Rockers, the, the Rockers deserved that uh, tag team title run. Uh, and that I think, I think, I understand wanting to get the belt off your guy before he leaves your company. Uh, but you, like, at that point, just commit to letting, letting, uh, letting the Rockers have the belt, you know? I don't know. That's just me. That was a lot of tangent for that. Uh,
0: <laughs> and now, to wrap up the show for today, let's, uh, let's talk match ratings. Andrew, mm-hmm. what do you think? I'm going to give it 4.
1: I think. I'm going to give it 4.0. Four. I think I'll give it 4 even.
0: Uh, or actually, I think I'll go 4.25. 4.25. So uh for reference then do you want to hear numbers from before or do you want to just say it and commit
1: um you're having me
0: paranoid now <laughs> but i think i want to just say it and commit alright your commit it's 425 <laughs> I see you've entered the sheet. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and I think I think I am right, by the way, and I did go and look, and I am correct to make this my
0: my highest rated match so far.
1: Uh, I'm uh, committing
0: to that feeling. I'm gonna say that this is also a four point two five for me. Uh it's it's really good. Um uh, I, it is the best wrestling we've seen so far. Yeah,
1: I think my, um, like my only real gripe with it, which I guess I'll save that for after Tyler rates it. We'll discuss why we rated what we rated. I don't want to influence Tyler one Tyler, way or the other. What is your we'll rating? Also
2: give it a four point two five because I've been influenced already. Sorry, Amber. oh no, <laughs> I've already been influenced. My all, How I, could I, I let like to... this happen? I would go higher, but like this sounds dumb because I said that I liked it because it was short. But I wish it was like ten minutes longer.
0: And if it was like ten minutes longer, I would have gone higher because I liked it. I wanted more of it. Yeah, yeah. That's that's kind of. I would have also have gone higher if it was like, if this was a match with stakes. Yeah. Uh, in a match where like we had the actual finish of the match, you know. Yeah, this match
1: just doesn't really have an ending. Um. It doesn't let it have like an act three because you're supposed to still want that. Um, Right. But other than that, I thought it was great. What did Big Dave think? It's going to be lower, isn't it?
0: How wrong am I? So Dave (laughs) Belser of of the Wrestling Observer. He rated this match 3.75. We were that far off. I'll take the half point. Pretty good. For a context. Uh, he also rated three point seven five stars. The main event of WrestleMania six, the Ultimate Warrior versus Hulk Hogan. Yeah, so this is about as good as that match, I think.
2: Oh, like that would have <laughs> been a hot, like that would have been a hot take at the time, right?
0: Maybe I don't know. Uh, I mean, it's it's hard to say because like Dave Meltzer takes into account things like the spectacle of it too for his yeah. match ratings. So like uh the fact that like this was a tv match versus that being the uh, main guess. event of WrestleMania for both the Intercontinental and World Heavyweight titles. I could see uh that influencing him and making it be a 3.75 star match even though I didn't super care for it. Yeah, I think it's
1: more like like Hogan versus the Warrior by all rights should have ended up being a higher than 3.75 star match. Whereas the rockers versus the heart foundation, um, didn't have as much like hype around it. And so it's more impressive that like, like this match's 3.75 is a better rating overall than like the warrior Hogan matches rating of 3.75. Cause right. Hogan warrior should have been like a seven star. What in the world did we just see literally two gods fought each other to like a near standstill in like over the two biggest prizes in our industry on the biggest event in our industry? Like what, what a maneuver, you know, all that kind of thing. Uh, and this one is just like, yeah, this is a really good TV tag match like with that. Uh, oh wait, waiting. I've been, I've been, uh, I, I waited too long because now we're at the end of the show. Uh, but, uh, Tyler, what would you think of the commentary in this match? Oh yeah.
2: Oh, I didn't notice it as much this match, mm. even though I did like what I noticed. I liked Jesse Ventura's outfits, obviously, even though uh, that's not what I said at the time. But I did. <laughs> uh, I couldn't pick up on any of his biases. Not that he has any, because he's uh, not biased at all. But uh, uh, I couldn't pick up on that stuff because I, I just like, like I, I, I like felt like in this match, just watching it was more important than
1: the commentary. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Kind of space it out a little bit. I want, I, w- I want to also specifically ask, aside from Jesse Ventura, the other guy, because it's not Gorilla Monsoon this time. Oh yeah, what you're did right. you think of him?
2: I don't know. Shit, I should watch it again and find out.
0: We'll uh, we'll we'll hear his voice. We'll hear more. his voice again. There's there's actually two interesting things about commentary. Uh, I, sorry, we're gonna extend this episode even longer. This is very uh, important. Train wreck oh, of a who? we we started really strong. Started that is really good. What in really the good. fuck
1: could have happened in the middle of this podcast that made the second half of it such a shit show? I can't here? imagine.
0: <laughs> Still... Craig is still here, it's still yeah, recording. Are we still being recorded?
2: <laughs> it's uh, not, I'm gonna I'm just gonna fucking oh man.
0: So the first interesting thing about the commentary team, which is what Andrew is like alluding to, this is the learning the ropes debut of commentator Vincent Kennedy McMahon. Oh the big man himself! Oh oh that McMahon! Oh my god. At this time. Vince McMahon on screen was not the president of the World Wrestling Federation. That's Jack Tutty. That's uh, behind the scenes,
2: that's right. It's I mean, all Vince. that, yeah.
0: But Vince McMahon it, it, it instead takes up a role as a commentator on screen, uh, and he has his his most iconic line is "What a maneuver!" <laughs> what a maneuver! Man- the second interesting thing about this 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 uh this uh, uh uh commentary for this match is this is the retirement in learning the ropes of our favorite commentator. <laughs> no. <laughs> this is the last time here on learning the ropes we are going to hear Jesse the Body Ventura. It's cuz they got him my man tried to say he tried to help the workers. <laughs> this is our last match of 1990. RIP. He gets the fired fall up.
2: of the Soviet Union and the fall of Jesse the Body of Ventura. It's too coincidental, alright? It's too coincidental.
1: <laughs> I'm just saying.
2: Just saying the fuck.
1: The actual you're... Man of Steel was Jesse the Body Ventura. <laughs>
2: Huge coincidence, right? He gets busted for union busting shortly before the Soviets fall.
0: Mm-hmm. Co- weird correction. correction. He didn't get busted for union busting. <laughs> he got,
2: no, no, he got His union, union busted. got busted. Yeah, yeah, no. That, that, yeah, yeah, that's what I meant.
1: I feel compelled to say allegedly. This show doesn't have a lawyer yet, but I'm going to be one anyway. Yeah. Uh, allegedly. I don't know how how
0: concrete one hundred percent. I it went, it went to trial, and and Vince under oath said that that Hulk Hogan told him that Jesse the Body of Ventura was starting a union. But We're I we clear. <laughs> I don't know because it was because uh, Jesse was sued sued Vince for union busting, but I don't know the outcome of the trial. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Dude, uh, hopefully Jesse got some money at least. <laughs> I, I hope at the very least Vince had to pay him.
2: I think he's doing okay for himself, so... Well, yeah,
1: I'm not, that's not my argument. Uh, hey, he did win. Jesse won? Jesse won. Yes! Then we are all set, baby. Fuck union-busting Hulk Hogan. <laughs> yeah. Among other things. Among other things. Also, fuck union busting Vince McMahon, as we know, Vince McMahon, friend of the show, uh Jesus shit, <laughs> friend but of the show. he can he can he can be a real he can be a real scoundrel sometimes, and I think he <laughs> knows, and with that
0: <laughs> unless Fantastic unless anybody has anything at the very last minute wait, 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 Matt, are we recording?